0: Oh, go times! I live proud. I'm going do my That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on it limits, and it must, must be, be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some Alamofos mofos on this show. And, as always, the content that awaits you ahead it may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next gaming on, is Welcome to episode number 300-ent. and what is it? I've worked. January 26th of the Best Linux Games Podcast being recorded for you on this uh, very early Sunday, uh, the 24th of January, 2021 at 12.19am Pacific Coast Time, or 12.16am Pacific Coast Time, so... I make it for Sequel Friends, 2021-01-24 uh seven, 17 right 20 20, 21, 01, 20 yeah okay yeah it's weird cuz uh yesterday or a couple days ago was uh 20 2021 it was <laughs> it was a 24 i mentioned it on wednesday i alluded to it and then someone sent me a message about it, it was fuck what I wore, you fired! Anyway, uh, we have a big show. I'm looking this up right now as we speak. Um, we have a big show. Uh, not a huge show, but somewhat divergent um, from what we were supposed to be doing. Been a fucking crazy week, right? Um, yeah. Uh, we have a new president, President Biden, and hopefully we are going to get to the bottom of handling this pernicious... COVID crisis which is as anyone including myself will tell you and as I I have told you since uh, month one of this yeah so oh shit um if you let this shit run rampant you supply it with infinite hosts it's a virus if you have like six pigs If you have five people in a room, in a world, in a world of five people, um, and you release the virus, everyone's going to get infected immediately, obviously, Uh, but the virus isn't going to mutate. Give it, oh, say, oh, say, how many billions? Give it, you know, like, uh, a billion to 1.5 billion? viruses mutate all the time anyway, but with 1.5 billion hosts, it's like supercharging the mutation cycles because it's it's like adding CPU cores. every host is a CPU core more or less uh, or at least a potential uh, a potential incubator for the virus an, an additional it's additional capacity for the virus to mutate and what we're seeing right now is disconcerting. Cause virus is mutating, not just uh, more transmissible, but also evidently from what I heard uh, earlier today, in terms of the uh, the uh, South African variant, the South African variant. I think it was a South African variant, and then Boris Johnson came on and so said the UK variant also is not just more transmissible but more deadly. This is what you get when you refuse to deal with reality you know 414,000 people in America dead most of them reasonlessly most of them needlessly I mean and no end in sight well that's not true there isn't an insight because now we have an administration that's not afraid to use the Defense Production Act to produce little things. Like, check this out. Okay, so here's a little data science moment, and then we'll get on with the show because we, we do have a bunch of Linux gaming stuff to talk about. It's just so weird. I was just texting uh, a friend of the show, Jeff, Jeff V. Wise, um, about how crazy it is that it's only been fucking three and a half days four days since inauguration and it feels like already it's been 500 years ago um just because it's such a sea change and again going back to Twitter the fact that the that Trump can't just endlessly can troll the media cycle can just inner uh, what, what, what's the word Ivor what's the word interject interject himself into anything, anywhere, at any moment like an inverse big brother uh, via the medium of Twitter is amazing. Right now QAnon is in disarray. Don't worry they'll find something else equally hateful and uh, destructive toward to democracy to believe in and to follow. Because in the immortal words of one of my great mentors: as the need to believe increases, the ability to tell truth from fiction decreases. And it is true now as it ever was. So we're on tenor hooks right now. But anyway, so here's a little data science thing for you that's funny. That that illustrates the differences between uh, an administration that is dealing with reality and then using science, which is the product of logic and reason to deal with that reality as opposed to an administration that says, fuck you it's all going to go away it's all going to disappear I remember one of the most awful things that Trump ever said, that was just personally insulting to me and to every you know rational American human being, was in uh, October, I want to say, he said, oh, and by the way, at one of his, you know, fucking hateful rape rallies or whatever the fuck, oh, and by the way, you hear, you hear nothing more about the China virus after November 3rd, you know, just go away, but right now, it's, ooh, COVID, 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 yeah, fuck that asshole. So we're, like, experiencing a decompressurization of our minds right now for about, uh, for, for you know, about 60% of the population in America. But it feels weird, and it's starting to drive home to me just, ha- just how close we came. I mean, because January 6th was and should have been, and I mean, new evidence came out today that just blew my mind of Trump actually paying um, some of the backers for the uh, violent, which he uh, anyway anyway, we can't let the past be the past though because these things are still happening now, it's like they say been having horrible dreams about ex-girlfriends lately and uh there might be one who's listening to this but uh it's like they say in Magnolia. Oh, we think the pa- we think that we're through with the past, but the past ain't through with us. Or as um evil hobbit, sweater vested, rape dungeon, slash Kellyanne Conway, slash skeletor, documentary genius filmmaker whom I love, uh Ken Burns said tonight on the CNN special with Doris kearns Um quoting Faulkner uh, the past isn't the past isn't even past you know, paraphrasing there um, so and, and in order to deal with reality in order to continue to deal with reality and in order to save all of our lives we have to continue dealing with reality um, and that requires a truth and reconciliation process, especially for traders, um, because what happened on the sixth, we dodged such a bullet. It is, it's vertiginous. It makes me it puts a hole in my. It makes a pit in my stomach just thinking about how close we came. To two thirds of American representational democracy being destroyed in a mass assassination slash hostage slash hostage taking event that was directed by our own executive branch, which how do you spell that, kids? T R E. It's called treason high treason high treason the most grotesque treason makes fucking benedict arnold look well you know benedict arnold benedict arnold was a traitor but i read the last biography of him and i didn't there's a lot of stuff i didn't know about benedict arnold He's a very sympathetic character in the same sense that, like, Nixon was sympathetic, but this guy tried to destroy the American Revolution. But that was all he was trying to destroy. What happened on January 6th, what happened less than three weeks ago, was our president trying to decapitate all other branches of power in a system that's based off of checks and balances, our system of reputational government based off of checks and balances he tried to take out literally not take out as in like, you know nullify in some sort of procedural maneuver but sent a violent fucking mob that had trained and prepared assassination squads into the Capitol to kill the second in command, Mike Pence, Vice President, uh, Senate Pro Tem, President, you know, Pro Tem, whatever the fuck, of the Senate, President of the Senate, Mike Pence, and to kill House Leader Nancy Pelosi. there's your senate, there's your house decapitated, along with whatever other democrats they could find and it happened on our TVs and more that shit's real it's not, it's no longer a hypothetical, like it's no longer an open question, could it happen here guess what people, we are just this fucking Mouse fart cunt hair with of uh, a distance from you know Trump now taking control of the media and meanwhile he still has his fucking these guys are traitors too traitorous loyalists they're not loyal to Trump they're loyal to the finical deranged whims of his deluded. QAnon, etc. Right wing, fucking racist, you know, monster farm that the GOP has fed, bred, and encouraged all these years. Talk about Holly, Ted Cruz, etc. Along with 140 other fucking members of the House of Representatives who voted to overthrow a in a fucking coup. There's a there are two coups that happened on the on January 6th. One was a violent insurrection, of literally a violent fucking overthrow of American representational democracy, along with a bloodless coup that was being attempted, and that 140 fucking members of the House decided to, even in spite of this literal physical violent assault on our democracy I mean it, this is hard to wrap our minds around but you can not ignore the reality and you have to process the reality and all of these people need to be expelled expelled from the House of Representatives expelled from the Senate some of them indeed need to be brought up on criminal charges five people were killed well one person was killed One cop was fucking murdered. Four other people died because of this. This is reality, and these people aren't going away. You know, uh, hopefully now that we have a Department of Justice that, you know, believes in the rule of law and not overreaching executive powers, hopefully all these people will be grab-assed up, like fucking you know, like, like, the gonks and douche that they are by FBI and fucking, you know, every aspect of, of our, um, of our, uh, legal system, uh, the, uh, the long arm of the law will hopefully sweep up enough of them and break up these networks enough that we don't have to deal with a persistent, and this is my big fear a persistent constant domestic terrorism threat that will you know go on for years and years and years like the weather underground in the 70s, the yeah early 70s late 60s right if you haven't seen Ken Burns's, speaking of the sweater vested Hobbit Rape Dungeon <laughs> guy again, if you haven't seen His documentary on Vietnam, man, it's hard to watch. You know, I was born in 1980. But Vietnam was a war that even in my house we didn't talk about. Seeing that documentary really helps put things in perspective in terms of how fucking out of control crazy shit went. Right now, it's like that, but it's also like we're in the Civil War. And everyone's kind of holding their breaths right now Breath uh, right now that's right Ivor holding up the whiskey sign I'm just telling you and so when your friends if you have friends who are like GOP apologists you need to like call them out on this you cannot let their shit stand I'm not talking about like attacking them or whatever I'm talking about I'm not even talking about engaging them because if they're still that way now when someone has lied to you and lied to you and lied to you and stabbed you in the back, when someone slaps you in the face and demands that you apologize to them, and they do this over and over and over again, you know, you have a choice. And right now, the same thing, the rational thing is to keep your powder dry, but you look them back in the eye and you call them out. Like, you know what, man? You're fucking full of shit. Last week, you said this. I'm talking about, like, you're you cannot let this stand because right now, what is we are seeing the final apotheosis of everything, it's not even Donald Trump, it's all the GOP enablers who are willing to pander to anybody including racist hate mobs who are willing to overthrow fucking the cornerstone of representational democracy as we've known it for the last 260 whatever fucking years they're willing to, these people took an oath to fucking protect and defend the Constitution and 140 of them after people were fucking smashing the windows in and invading the House and killing cops and everyone is cowering in panic rooms and they're evacuating the House and the Senate and they take the Senate floor the people that you tolerate right now, they may not be able to be saved. You're maybe not able to convince them that what they've been believing from having sucked up and soaked in fucking four years, five years, ten years of lies from right-wing fucking media, from talk radio with Rush Limbaugh going back, you know, 15, 20 years ago, all the way through to the present day of Fox News, and now the present moment of OAN and Newsmax, both of which are under legal... They're having problems because they are worried about getting sued because they keep defaming everyone with their fucking lies and inciting violence. Anyway, every... We did not get here by accident. Every person who has lied to you who might have seemed charming or whatever might have seemed benign but who has lied to you they feed this shit. They are the people who got us here. Now I'm not saying we should purge them or anything but I am saying that you have to look at them. You have to look at them and you have to know who they are. Look at them for what they are. For who they are and know them for what, know them for what they are. And have no doubt, you know, I mean, you have to use reason and stuff. You know, I'm not talking and I'm not talking about like, you know, mass shaming or you know, blah, but they are part of the problem. Beyond that, the people who represent them ostensibly quote unquote represent. Quote, unquote them, which is by the way a vast minority of this country the representatives need to be held to account and I mean we start on the light end of my scale of what do I mean by that I'm talking about truth and reconciliation and, and rectification, recapitulation either under the flag of fucking state or federal law Or under the flag of a special fucking tribunal. 400,000 people have died. Needlessly. Because of these assholes. And they tried to overthrow our government. Luckily didn't mean a nickel, you just spilled a little blood and a lot of people shed a lot of tears, yes you made a little moment and you stirred a little mud but it didn't heal the stomach and you drunk your final bud and it didn't make them listen and they'll never say we're sorry and it's never gonna happen the country goes on and we are going forward, god damn it and we have to because right now it is not just an existential c- dilemma, an existential crisis facing us from a political perspective. It's not just some sort of theor, the- you know, theoretician, you know, political theoreticians, you know, uh, uh, hypothetical mindfuck, you know. Oh well, wouldn't it be crazy if the pra-? no? This has happened, and the people who are in the House and the Senate. They need to be expelled or at the very least held to account in some sort, in some form of truth and reconciliation committee sort of thing, because everyone needs to know this cannot be allowed to just go by the wayside. Beyond that, as just like I said when we opened the crisis of the pandemic which is now looking I mean it's makes me vertiginously ill. how closely we are looking like every game of plague ink that I have won. We have to get on that and in order to get on that we have to be able to legislate and so there can't be Mitch McConnell fucking trying to you know hold up Moscow Mitch good old Moscow Mitch well. Wha- you know, um, I kind of sound like a uh, charter manual, but, uh, well, Mr. Speaker, uh, I want to hold up everything and prevent anything from being done. Call me the Grim Reaper from Kentucky, or, uh, 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 uh. Fuck you, Moscow Mitch. We gotta barrel past that motherfucker. While at the same time, impeaching and holding this motherfucker Trump, you know, in his Mar-a-Lago fucking rape dungeon, fucking barricaded swamp, fucking swamp fort of corruption and fucking, we gotta hold him accountable. But we have to hold everyone else accountable in terms of the people who backed this in the House and the Senate. They tried to they went against their oaths of office swear to protect and defend the constitution of the United States against all enemies foreign and domestic to protect, preserve and defend well what happened on the 6th after the ransacking of the Capitol, the attempted murder of our representatives 140 members of the House came to the floor and tried to overthrow the election still those people need to be held to account and specifically the people who incited who are either publicly connected to via you know the fact that we saw them all on TV or as has been unearthed and will continue to be unearthed uh, been shown to be connected with uh the, the insane myopic underpinnings that led that riot at the capitol that attempted coup the, if you are a representative or a senator and you are on that side we need to know and not only that, you need to be punished five people died for your lust for power minoritarian power anyway, so now we're going to spend the next 20 minutes of our podcast so that's a recap, that's what's been going on in America Um, losing 4,000 people a day immunizing around just shy of 1 million people a day um, we need to be doing triple that, but right now this is a breath of fresh air in comparison. And so going back to the original thing all of this happened on Wednesday. Trump went away. I watched the scary orange man fly away. The scary little orange man. Tiny little orange man. Enfeebled little orange man. The world's most useful idiot in history tiny little orange puppet fly away he said so have a good life and we'll see you soon again in some form no we're not going to see you again in any form but we will be dealing with the legacy of this for forever if we can make it to forever right now it's today but that feels like 500 years ago it's crazy so anyway we were supposed to do in our top stories cheers Ivor you're fired whiskey sign cheers everyone out there America is gonna come back I have a feeling but I don't know if we can do it in time to, to save ourselves from the pandemic to save ourselves from each other to reconcile with each other it's a hell of a thing looking at the end of the world, it looks a lot like the end of the world and then add on top of that God forbid a domestic terrorism, a persistent domestic terrorism uh, movement underground, hardcore small cell lone wolves, encrypted communications etc, etc, etc types of networks that have to be infiltrated using actual human Assets in terms of FBI and uh homeland security stuff, meaning you need to be able to get a face to face person in there and then you get the password. Because I was a kid when Timothy McVeigh fucking killed all those fucking people with a fertilizer, you know, fucking $500 worth of fertilizer, a little know how, and a U haul. we w- it, we will tear ourselves apart so when i say we have to come together and when biden says we have to come together yes but first first the people who brought us here have to be held to account i don't blame like our friends and neighbors even the most deluded people except for some who are incre- who, who we know are s- too smart you know in our personal lives and stuff to not be doing this willingly, most I mean, I have a lot of um Trump fans in my family Um and I, I still love them and I'm not saying that they're stupid but I'm saying that they have it's impossible to listen to five fucking years plus of lies without them just sinking in as the truth as the need to believe increases the ability to tell truth from fiction decreases and suddenly you know I I have nothing but compassion pity and sadness that we that we didn't that the rest of us didn't fucking wake up like I said five fucking years ago you have to wake the fuck up this is for reals and this will destroy us These lies, these constant lies. Trump left office with uh, 36,000 fucking lies on record. That's about 20 a day. That is an amazing number of lies. An amazing number of lies. I've I've talked about that before, though. Anyway, so, we were supposed to do our stats episode, which we normally do sometime in January uh, after... Uh, after every new year, obviously because if January happens without there being a new year then you got some problems but uh, we were supposed to do our normal stats episode, then we were also supposed to do a a big VR wrap up I've been frankly so busy playing Red Dead Redemption 2 online and uh, Cyberpunk 2077 both of which I've been playing on Stadia still on my computer, sometimes on my phone um, I, I don't I don't have any reason to go out. Oh, yes! Other thing! On Wednesday, though, January 19th, 2017, 11.59pm, I shaved my head to the skin using both clippers and then a razor all over, straight bald. It was not the first time I've done this. But I took a vow that I would not get a haircut until Trump was out of office I no longer have blue hair I have short hair it's salt and pepper it's a new beginning hopefully for all of us not that my hair can rejuvenate the nation or bring us all together or stop the virus or fix a broken economy or deal with all of the fucking carnage but we have to, de- we have to face it and we have to hold people to account who were responsible for it wasn't an accident January 6th was no accident anyway so I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption online and uh, 2077 on Stadia uh, speaking of 2077 then we'll get we'll, we'll breeze right through this because we have kind of you know this is like a recapitulation show more or less but we do have a bunch of games that we want to talk about Um, speaking of 2077 friend of the show, Joe Jokimon Kendall um, who's also been playing 2077 on Stadia which by the way is one of the best ways to play 2077 considering that it's so buggy even on like console systems and shit like they're issuing refunds which is crazy for like I think like actual physical media copies of it because it's so fucked up the game is phenomenal! i That's the other thing that we could be doing tonight because uh, I've logged over 100 hours in this game and I can't get enough of it. Um, but uh, Kotaku, thanks to friend of the show Jeff Jeffy Wise, um, has pointed out that the patch from yesterday or the day before yesterday, which was supposed to be a major patch, really hasn't fixed anything and then Jojo Kimon Kendall had his whole game ruined. In a way that I almost had my game ruined. Uh, with a game-breaking bug that pers- he doesn't have any other saves that can get him away from when this bug is triggered, and so he's always on this phone call with Takamura and can't ever escape from it. Um, And when he told me this, I went and I, lo- I looked up on the forums for the game, on the CD Projekt Red forums, um, and lots of people two pages. I read over fucking, uh, at least over 150 different varieties of this specific bug that is so pretty and game-breaking, and Jojo Kimon Kendall has to start a new game, which I've done four times. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it is the worst thing in the world. It's super depressing, and it, in a game this good, this amazing, immersive game, it's very sad, but they'll get it figured out. Um. eventually, I'm sure that they will, but not right now hey, Night City <laughs> body count sturdy, dirty, 30 with 10 straight out of Haywood 1 NCPD and you know that you're screwed, because they won't let that go <laughs> um, but yeah, uh Red Dead Redemption Online uh two nights ago I discovered the Miracle of fucking press-ganging people into your posses create posses it's just so much better, the game is a thousand times better with a posse if, especially if you can just join one but if you have to create one yourself create it, it's free and then you just start press-ganging and inviting and inviting and inviting, and I've seen a lot of shit in the last fucking 72 hours in Red Dead Redemption Online it's gotten me through these troubled times so I will base with a new and noteworthy, and then we'll get straight to our feature, which is a brief talk about Everspace 2 and our hottest system. I was a North American fall where were in my former life? Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. Okay. So two really quick, uh, new and noteworthy. These are new to me. Well, not new to me necessarily, but the first one is a game, a side scrolling platformer called Skull, the hero slayer. That's S K U L, the hero slayer, which is a side scrolling, uh, platformer with, uh, upgradable heads and equipment and stuff, uh, in a surprisingly super fun, Uh, semi-roguelike uh yeah, side-scrolling platformer blah, but it's all flipped around humans have invaded the demon kingdom and they have laid waste to the skeleton armies along with they've twisted our ogres they even imprisoned our royal witch and now you the youngest and lowliest and only surviving member of the demon hordes a simple skeleton a child cloaked a a skeleton a child's skeleton in a purple cloak and cowl must wield the leg bone of your fallen comrades and protect the demon king and drive out the endless insurrection, horde, onslaught blah of the vile, wretched humans and restore each area to its, you know, true demonic, you know, blah 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 blah, blah, blah. I've only played it for like 13 minutes it was super fun and yeah very good It's not a review. It's just new and noteworthy. Um, Skull the Hero Slayer is right now twenty percent off until February third at fifteen dollars and ninety nine cents. That's a significant, you know. Oh, that's that's twenty percent off, down from twenty bucks to sixteen bucks. That's pretty good. Which reminds me of what I was trying to say before about uh, Trump versus Biden. Biden is using the Defense Production Act right now to manufacture amongst other things a special type of syringe that they've discovered, which we do not have enough of, that takes the ordinary um you know, vial of vaccine which is supposed to have five doses in it and actually makes it has have six doses um, and I'm not you know I guess it's just by reducing wastage from you know, whatever but we don't have enough of these uh, syringes difference between dealing with data science and not dealing with data science is 20% of 100 that's fine whatever, kind of negligible we have to to vaccinate 100 people tomorrow, ah 20% plus or minus, it's not going to matter because it's going to be done either tomorrow or the day after tomorrow when everyone everywhere has to be vaccinated, 20% is a huge number. In terms of America, population 330 million people, 20% of 330 million people is like 66 seven, it's like 60, it's almost like yes, yeah, right or it's somewhere, it's exactly between like 60 million and 70 million people. That's a lot of fucking people. So we can get, like, one more... And so that's what one of the things that, that Biden is doing. Which is something that, you know, the Trump hands-off approach. Oh, oh, you know, you blue states, you're gonna get fucked, you didn't like me, and then you voted me out of office, and now you're all gonna die. It's not a good approach for a presidential leadership. Anyway, moving on. Other game that I bought this week that I have tried to play now, um, and I've had some... I've had nothing but problems with but I'm looking forward to it is Baldur's Gate 3 and the reason I'm mentioning this right now is because the game came out and we didn't even I don't even think we mentioned it when it was released, it's still in early access Um, Baldur's Gate for those of you who are I guess, wow that's a landmark for me for those, I was gonna say, for those of you who are like, you know, still sucking on your mama's titties, but no, it's more like for those of you who are fuck under 30. If you're under 30. That includes people who are like 29 years old, like adult grown ass people. Fuck, I'm getting old. Baldur's Gate was the original Baldur's Gate was the First real success at translating all of the rules, chicanery, and uh uh procedural dice uh throwing of a legit Wizards of the Coast style, not style, but Wizards of the Coast rule book, Dungeons and Dragons game into a digital form that was playable by a single player instead of you with your friends and a game master and all into a top-down demi-isometric three-quarter perspective, uh, party-based um selectively, if you wanted to, you could make it, uh, you could you could slow down the real-time by pressing the space button, it was the first game spacebar, it was the first game that I remember uh, having that feature where you could pause time and then select any member of your party, um And it was extremely hard. And it was a fantastic game. The second game was even better than the first, in my opinion. Almost. Hey, it's me, Emuin. That was the first game. It's me, Emuin. Hey, listen. That was N64Zelda, but it's me, Emuin. Um yeah, if you play Baller's Gate. But it was it was a fantastic role-playing game and it was groundbreaking and etc. The third game in the franchise has come out and ProtonDB gives it a gold rating, but I, I spent 20 minutes 30 minutes trying to get it to run, either using GE uh, or the stock Proton 5.13 and and I I I got it to run, but it shut down all my monitors. Um, I'm thinking maybe it'll work later on after I reboot and give it a couple more tweaks. Maybe there might be a uh, a launch option or command parameter that I'm that I'm not aware of that that will make it run. But Baldur's Gate three is out. It's everyone seems to like it, but right now there's a big controversy as to whether or not the um, developers. The the dev team, who consists of a lot of the people who worked on Destiny 2, um, have overlaid their design ethos and concept onto what should be a Wizards of the Coast style Dungeons & Dragons game, but everyone really likes it. Um, And I can't wait to play it because we all need to get lost. We need to get lost these days, so that's uh, Skull and uh, Baldur's Gate Three. Hopefully, we'll have more about those next week. We're probably going to be reviewing uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven because I'm I'm over a hundred hours in that game, so and I don't know if I'm ever going to beat it because I just I love playing it so much. You know, it took me sixteen years to bring myself to beat Fallout Two. I got to the end of Fallout Two at least. Eight different times over 16 years took until my first, my well my third book, Blue Wizards About to Die, um, took the press the, the 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 um the press deadline for that book to make me finally beat Fallout Two because I had to know what happened at the end and I was not disappointed. Being it two other times since then, but I could easily see Cyberpunk 2070. Seven being one of those games, it is one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life. It's phenomenal. And at 100 hours, I could just see this going on and 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 on until if we survive this time next year, even longer. So we should probably put a review of that in the can. Speaking of which, not a review, but our feature based them with it, Ivor. Fixed. Oh my god, it's the Libyan's. Never gonna let you down. I can meet your mind. This week's teacher, I can't meet you. I can't meet you. I can meet your mind. Take it, Scootie. So, one of the best games that we've ever played um, during the course of this podcast, a game called Everspace. Which, if played correctly, was a roguelike uh science fiction space f- space simulator combat arcade style, uh procedurally generated uh loot and dungeon-esque version of Descent Free Space with a good story on top of it. Um you can play it in Cockpit, it gives you, like, that Wing Commander slash X-Wing, slash X-Wing versus TIE, slash X-Wing Alliance kind of feel, you know, where you get to manage shields and stuff, but you have six degrees of freedom, so you can Jinx, Yaw, you can both Strafe and Yaw, and roll, and move immediately, vertically, you you can ascend, quote-unquote, because it's in space. You can go up immediately, vertically, or down immediately, vertically. They call it the hover, um, along with being able to control the pitch, and then this forward and backwards motion of your ship. Six degrees of freedom, just like Descent. Just like Descent Free Space. Unlike a lot of other games that have been made, because uh, Six Degrees of Freedom is not the world's greatest uh, it's never been really used as effectively as it could have been uh, at least so far in my opinion for multiplayer space combat um, because it does rely a lot on its historical antecedents, which is you know, is that the right word? its historical predecessors, whatever the fuck meaning Descent and Descent 2 where you are like navigating inside of these tiny little mines also Descent Free Space, which was revolutionary took the whole game outside of the mines but didn't have any sort of um, it was not as focused on the six degrees of freedom as Descent was, where you had to really be able to work the shit out of every aspect of your craft's maneuverability Uh, in order just to to survive these tiny, twisting, weird, cavernous mines that you're descending into to defeat rogue security elements, blow the core, and then escape unscathed. One of the greatest games of all time. Well, Everspace, the original, which we reviewed on this show, has spawned a sequel. Finally, thank God. And this time, it is a roguelike but it's an open world roguelike with mining it's an open universe roguelike with mining, it's all single player, space combat, six degrees of freedom, etc, etc, etc Um, it's still in early access, it does not look as great as it could be, and it does not have any virtual reality support for it, which is a damn shame, because inside the cockpit, it's really cool, but the big news is: three years ago, I bought a Warthog. I, I bought a Thrustmaster Warthog A10 hottest setup. weighs about fifty pounds. I spent, I think, four hundred four dollars for it. In fact, I know I spent four hundred four dollars for it. Uh, these days, evidently, I just checked because I ha- I wanted to know when I bought my hottest system. um before this, thank you Ivor for putting that post-it note on my desk, you're fired spent $404.95 for it it's doubled in price, even on eBay used, but anyway, I love this HADA system, it is a full replica of the control services that are inside of United States Air Force A-10 Warthog it is the Cadillac of fucking Hottest systems. It's not that great for space combat. It's designed for flight simulator. Flight simulators. I, I normally used it for X plane, especially when flying helicopters with my CH products pro pedals. I don't get anywhere near enough excuses to bust out this fucking massive piece of kit that I spent more money on on than any other peripheral for my computer in the last you know twenty years. Ever, I think. Um, and I've never regretted a single moment of it. Because it's it's a fantastic it's a fantastic HOTA system. Big bummer was that this is all before Proton really got, you know, blah. And flight simulators are, you know, once every maybe two years, and now hopefully, like, they'll be you know, every two years they'll, we'll be able to play them on Linux. But, On top of that, six degrees of freedom setups. Here's why six degrees of freedom are such a, such a pernicious problem and why they require basically a hottest system. Hottest stands for hands on throttle and stick on your normal gamepad, which you can play, uh, Everspace 2 on. You have two sticks and a D pad. D pad is usually used for like selecting inventory stuff. Then you have four buttons on the face of the uh, of the gamepad, then you have uh, four shoulder buttons six degrees of separation means is six degrees of freedom means you need to be able to strafe meaning face one direction and fly parallel to that direction as if you have thrusters coming off of the side of your ship while maintaining the same altitude quote unquote altitude because now you're in space you know, you can strafe left to right just like you're in a first person shooter on foot also needs to be able you also have to be able to yaw which means turning like, it's equivalent to in like, uh, real world like, flight um, somewhat equivalent to uh what you use the pedals for you know, adjust the aileron so that you get side slip. But in space, what this translates to is actually turning the orientation of your nose. So if you're facing, you know, 12 o'clock, strafing is still facing 12 o'clock while moving to 9 o'clock or 3 o'clock while facing 12 o'clock without changing that orientation yaw, quote-unquote, in space in six degrees of freedom, at least in terms of Everspace 2 would be, instead of sideslipping, instead of moving, you know, like a, like you're on a slot left and right laterally you actually turn the nose, so instead of your nose facing 12 o'clock, you would turn your nose... To either nine o'clock or three o'clock or anywhere in between or even behind you, you know, 180 degrees on the same uh plane. You know, so you actually rotate. If, if if you're familiar with 3D modeling, you know, just imagine rotating along the z-axis, you know, shot right through the middle of your spacecraft. Changes where your cockpit's actually looking. Strafing does not change the direction your cockpit is looking. Then you also have roll which literally rolls the cockpit um is it transversely? W- what's the word? It, if you, instead of the z-axis if you, if you took it from like the uh, x-axis going through the cockpit uh, you know, it could be x or y it's, they're both basically interchangeable it depends on your orientation if you're talking about orthographic or whatever but anyway if you took an airplane and you took a pencil and you a giant pencil and you shoved it straight through the nose of an f-18 or whatever. a super hornet, bam, straight through the cockpit, out the end and you rotated that pencil so that the wings rolled. That's what roll is. So you have strafe yaw and roll. Then you need to be able to go forwards and backwards which is easy, that's throttle forwards and throttle backwards. Then you also need to be able to go immediately up and down. Which Everspace 2 calls hover. Finally, for the first time ever, there is a 6 degree of freedom game that runs on Linux and finally recognizes my warthog hottest. I've been waiting for this for a long time. It's a big pain in the ass to set up because you do kind of have to get in there and do all your own bindings. But even in early access, the big thing, the takeaway from this is, is it works. That's not been true for any other game on Linux. Uh, since we've been, since, since we've been doing this podcast, um, for a six degree of freedom space simulation game. And the game is amazing. I've only spent like 20, 30 minutes in it. It is expensive, but it and it's still it still is in early access. It they they are they're actively working on it. This dev team, though, if you're a big fan of the original Everspace, same dev team, and they are they're even like twice as devoted. Just reading their explanation as to why they are they have no plans of supporting virtual reality in Everspace 2 whereas in Everspace they did support virtual reality only because of the fact that they launched that game as a Kickstarter that promised virtual reality and so they 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 were they were true to their word and they added that that functionality I never got to play it that way what I've read mixed reviews at best of virtual reality but i be in the shit out of Everspace it's the same devoted, psychotic fucking crew who is on Everspace 2. These guys are balls to the wall serious. And it looks like they have made something that is amazing. It is so much fun. And you can play it without... You don't need a hottest system. But a hottest system, like especially my Warthog, which has the split throttle, so I use one half of the throttle to control the hover, meaning I move up and down, and then I use um the stick and I can control all the weapon systems I can control all the targeting, I don't need to look at a keyboard you know, because this is action, arcade style, space combat action with boosters and jump jets and all this fucking crazy cool science fiction far-flung futuristic shit in space with blasters and weapons and missiles and you're like ah man yeah it's a joy to play with the hottest system finally my arm is complete again uh Everspace 2 which is like I said still in early access it only came into early access January 18th 2021 so less than 6 days ago less than a week ago uh, is forty bucks? It's thirty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. It's not on sale or anything, but oh my goodness! And if 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 that's too much money for you, which for a lot of us it is, same thing with like Ballers Gate. May I recommend? Holy shit! Everspace is still 30 bucks, but it's going to go on sale, eventually uh, and they also have a DLC for Everspace now, too um, so Everspace Ultimate Edition, the first game, Ultimate Edition is $37.47 Everspace 2 is $39.99 I can't tell you anything about the story about Everspace 2, but go back and listen to the review of it use the Google machine to find that, I can't remember what episode it was I warrior fired I would say get Everspace 2 uh, evidently there's a lot of puzzles in Everspace 2, which whatever it's an open world though, it's an open universe, unlike the original Everspace, I imagine it the some sacrifice to the amazing story of Everspace 1, but there you go, that's our show, I will see you next week, I'm gonna get Fucking loaded, and if you play Red Dead Redemption online on the stadia, remember, remember, cowpokes, my name is Skookie Sprite, S K O O K I E S P R I T E. Find me on the stadia, friend me on the stadia, and we'll play some. Oh, Red Dead Redemption of the Year. Oh, West. Stay frosty, kids. Tell him... Happy trails to you Until we meet again Four or five times A good idea Four or five times Hi there There is delight in doing things right Four or five times It is I, E.B. Maybe I'll cry I'll get you a drink And if I die I'm gonna try Four or five times Do you like to play? We like to play I like you We like to sing It only runs on Linux We like to go Yaddy yaddy the oh, Four or five times We're gonna have such fun Bebop 1 You're becoming hysterical Bebop 2 Yes sir Thank you sir Bebop 3 Yaddy yaddy oh, Four or five times Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux.